Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Thursday, June 16th, 2022. This past Sunday was the first Sunday after Pentecost, and that means it was also Trinity Sunday, the great feast of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. What a perfect opportunity to remind people of their last end, union with God. Yes, every single human being who has ever lived or will ever live is created by God for this supernatural purpose, the beatific vision, to see God as he is face to face forever. If you miss that, if you don't make it to heaven but instead go to hell, you've truly wasted your life, and only then. And there is nothing you will ever be able to do about it. So, yeah, the beatific vision as everyone's ultimate goal is kind of important to talk about. But not for Francis, of course. Oh no, he focused on something else in his June 12th Angelus Address, and that is, he used the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity to remind us that we should live for and with others, just as God does. Here's what he said verbatim. Quote, Celebrating the Most Holy Trinity is not so much a theological exercise but a revolution in our way of life. God, in whom each person lives for the other in a continual relationship, in continual rapport, not for himself, provokes us to live with others and for others, open. Today, we can ask ourselves if our life reflects the God we believe in. Do I, who profess faith in God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, truly believe that I need others in order to live? I need to give myself to others? I need to serve others? Unquote. You know, with Jorge Bergoglio, Pope Francis, it's always the same. He's always quick to refocus attention away from God and onto man, onto other people. His real religion is humanity, and so for him all this God business is just a means to that end. That's why he's always talking about Christ in other people. You know, in the downtrodden, the refugees, the migrants, the unemployed, the poor, the disabled, the Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar. To the point where he even said, long time ago now, that we ought to kneel before the poor. Because, you know, they are Christ. He bases that on an exaggerated interpretation of Matthew 25, where our Lord says, I was hungry and you gave me to eat, etc. At the same time, however, when it comes to the literal presence of Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, where the Son of God can be loved and adored directly for his own sake guess what Francis does? He can't stand it. Almost from the very beginning, Francis has gradually and systematically downgraded the importance of two great Eucharistic feasts in the church's year, Holy Thursday and Corpus Christi. Now, Holy Thursday commemorates the Last Supper, 
and with it three important events that took place there. The institution of the Holy Eucharist and the Holy Mass, the institution of the priesthood, and the great commandment of brotherly love given by Christ, which was manifested in the washing of the apostles' feet. Now, Francis has managed to draw the attention away from the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Mass, and the priesthood, and has made it all about the washing of feet, especially politically correct feet. But with regard to Corpus Christi, which we celebrate today, Francis is even more obvious in his loathing of the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. Now, of course, in the Novus Ordo, it's usually not even valid, right? It's not even a real Mass, not a valid Eucharist. But that's beside the point now, because the official Novus Ordo doctrine is that it is valid, that it is truly the body and blood, soul and divinity of Christ. Beginning in 2014, Francis has refused to take part in the Corpus Christi procession. And I don't just mean that he didn't lead it. He was not even a part of it. When it came time after Mass to start the procession, Francis quietly disappeared and his fort focus while the vicar general of the diocese took over for him and led the procession with the monstrance. At the end point of the procession, where the altar was set up, Francis magically reappeared for Eucharistic adoration and benediction, absolutely refusing to kneel, of course. And it was always so conspicuous because he always had his master ceremonies place a kneeler there that he then refused to use. Now, the Vatican has never given an official explanation as to why Francis refuses to kneel before the Novus Ordo version of the Blessed Sacrament. And he also doesn't genuflect during his so-called masses. The unofficial explanation that is quickly given by his defenders is that Francis has problems with his knees. And of course, at this point, he really does, which is evident because he can't even walk anymore and has to use a wheelchair or a cane. However, that is all just very recent. In the past, for years, you know he simply didn't want to kneel because at other times he was quite capable of kneeling whenever he considered it important enough to do so. For example, when it was time to wash politically correct feet, Francis had no trouble bending down and doing his duty as many as 12 times in a row on his knees. When it was time for the annual watch-me-go-to-confession stunt in St. Peter's Basilica during Lent, guess who knelt down for the cameras without any assistance before his confessor? That's right, Bergoglio, Francis. And on April 11th, 2019, remember what Francis did when meeting with politicians from South Sudan. He spontaneously got on his knees and kissed their feet. Well, their shoes, to be exact, but you get the idea. Yeah, that's on video. No knee problems there, or at least they weren't serious enough. Now, when it comes to kneeling before God, well, you know, arthritis or whatever. On June 2nd, 
2014, Francis attended a meeting with interconfessional charismatics. And before the end of that event, Francis showed up for the last 45 minutes or so. Before the end of that event, the charismatics wanted to pray over him and give him a blessing. And for that occasion, too, Francis decided to get on his knees. Now, granted, if you look at that video clip, you do see him struggling, especially to get up again afterwards. But that is a problem that can easily be alleviated. For example, by simply having people help him up. Or he could just try to sit down in a chair first and then get back on his feet that way. Where there is a will, there is a way. And that is the point. For Corpus Christi, Francis does not will to kneel. He simply detests this great and glorious feast of the body and blood of Christ. This time around, yes, Francis is in a wheelchair, and so he obviously cannot kneel. But not to worry. He found another way to make his loathing of Corpus Christi evident. He canceled the celebration altogether, both for today and Sunday. If you look at the calendar for Francis' activities and celebrations that is published on the Vatican website, Corpus Christi is not mentioned at all, as if it didn't exist. All the other things are there, his general audiences, his uh, Pentecost sermon, his addresses to diplomats, his speeches to newlyweds from Sri Lanka, whatever. It's all there. Corpus Christi, nowhere to be found. What happened in St. Peter's Basilica today instead is that one of his cardinals did the celebration for Corpus Christi, which would be perfectly acceptable since Francis has to sit in a wheelchair now, right, and can't do it himself. Fine. But Francis didn't can celebrate either. In fact, he didn't even show up. He must have had something much more important to do. Perhaps write a foreword to a book about future ecological challenges in southwestern Senegal. Now, if today there had been a mass for migrants at St. Peter's, or for the sick, or for an anniversary of the Jesuit order, you can bet your bottom dollar that Francis would at least have been present. We know because he's done that before. No, by canceling Corpus Christi and outsourcing everything to a cardinal and then not even bothering to be physically present for the celebration tells you all you need to know about Francis' attitude towards the great and solemn feast of Corpus Christi. See, when it's about man, Francis is all gung-ho, right? Then he tells you that man is Christ and all that. But when it's literally about our Lord Jesus Christ for his own sake, Francis can't be bothered. And that goes to show once more that for Francis, God is used merely as a gimmick, a prop to get Catholics motivated to focus on man. It's man that he actually cares about. Now, of course, it is part of the Catholic faith to love our neighbor to practice corporal and spiritual works of mercy. That's legit and necessary. But even there, our neighbor's spiritual well-being has to be more important to us than his temporal well-being. 
As our Lord said, For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That's from St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 36 and 37. Bergoglio's infernal mission is to take the supernatural, the spiritual, out of Catholicism and reduce the religion to little more than worldwide humanitarianism with bad liturgy. And that is why people are leaving in droves. Because what's the point? If it's ultimately only about helping the needy and all that, who needs a church for that? See, Often the problem is not that everything Bergoglio says and does is wrong or bad, but that oftentimes he leaves out or downplays what is essential or primary and instead gives undue attention to the secondary, to that which is of lesser importance. So there's a real shift of emphasis, and the result is a serious distortion of reality. I'll give you a concrete example. On June 10th, Francis said the following during an address to directors of the Federation of Catholic Family Associations in Europe. Quote, We should also speak about the scourge of pornography, which has everywhere burgeoned due to the Internet. It can only be condemned as a continuing attack on the dignity of men and women. It is a matter not only of protecting children, an urgent task of the authorities and of all of us, but also of declaring pornography as a threat to public health. We should be seriously deluding ourselves were we to think that a society where an abnormal consumption of internet sex is rampant among adults could be capable of effectively protecting minors. Networks of families, in cooperation with schools and local communities, have an essential role to play in preventing and combating this plague and in bringing healing to those trapped in the maelstrom of addiction. Unquote. Now, everything he just said there is good, right? This is good. He mentions that pornography is a terrible scourge. He mentions it's an attack on people's dignity. He says it's a threat to public health and that children need to be protected. And he says that this needs to be fought and those trapped in it need to be helped. Very good. All of that is right on the money. But did you notice what's missing? The most important thing of all, pornography is a killer of the divine life in souls. To look at it deliberately is a mortal sin against the sixth commandment, that can ensnare a soul for a very long time. Even the mere thought or desire, if deliberately willed or consented to, deprives the soul of sanctifying grace, destroys our friendship with God. In an instant, it can make a child of God into a child of wrath, a child of the devil. Now, of course, forgiveness is possible. There's no question about that. But the sins of the flesh are extremely dangerous because they're typically not sins of malice, but sins of weakness. And he who does not guard sufficiently against them can quickly find himself trapped in a horrendous cycle of vice, and that could easily lead to his eternal ruin. Francis didn't mention any of that. He completely ignored the supernatural 
spiritual aspects. All he said, all he focused on, regards the natural, temporal realm. Francis, being a naturalist, opposes pornography not because it offends God or endangers people's salvation. He doesn't care about that. But because it's a threat to public health, to human dignity, and to how we relate to other people. And look, those things are important too. But the supernatural spiritual aspect is obviously even more important. Because as we said in the beginning, the goal of every human being, the ultimate reason why each of us exists at all, is to attain the beatific vision, to see the triune God face to face. And that is a supernatural goal for which we must be in the state of sanctifying grace at least at the moment we pass into eternity. That is the teaching of the Roman Catholic religion, but you wouldn't know it from listening to Jorge Bergoglio. Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.